Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. Of course, we are in the middle of our spring fundraiser, and we really, really appreciate all the people who have given so far. I came in this morning to great news about all the people who are ringing the phones off the hooks to sustain or renew or to give for the first time. Think about this as an investment, an investment in the value you get from WDET, the value you get from shows like Detroit Today, and the fact that you want to make sure that they can stay on the air. President Donald Trump, of course, is threatening funding for public media here in the United States, and that means that it's even more important that citizens take over, take the role of supporting great journalism. This week marked a turning point in the response to the Flint water crisis. A federal judge has approved a court settlement that will send almost $90 million to the city of Flint to replace 18,000 lead and galvanized water pipes over the next three years. Flint Mayor Karen Weaver spoke with the Detroit Today producer Jake Neer yesterday. She says this is a major step toward resolving the crisis. I thought it was it was a great win for the people of Flint. That's what I thought about that settlement. Uh, one of the things we had talked about before was when we got the federal funding. Uh, we knew that w- that was such a great start for us, but it wasn't enough, and we needed some more money to be able to complete the task to remove these lead service lines. And so for that to happen yesterday, it, it was a, a, another victory for the people. And what's been so good about it is while we haven't gotten everything all at one time, uh, the pieces of the puzzle are are falling into place, and we're making things happen for Flint. So the state will pay $87 million to the city of Flint to replace 18,000 unsafe water lines by 2020. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, what, is that, what does that mean for this situation? Are we talking about the beginning of the end of the Flint water crisis? Well, I, that, I certainly hope so. This certainly helps us turn the page to a new chapter, and that's what we've talked about. And while we're still in the situation where we have to drink bottled and filtered water, uh, it's for a different reason now. It's because uh, we're, we are replacing the lead service lines and we're shaking things up, and so we have to be safe in protecting ourselves. It's because the... the uh, plumbing in the homes has been damaged and we have to, you know, get that taken care of. So the the people here in the city of Flint that treat the water have been doing their jobs, but we're still in this situation for a different reason now. And while it's going to take us some time, it's good news for the city of Flint. It shows people that we didn't let this, you know, keep us down and we did rise to the challenge and we rose above it because so many people thought that nothing was going to happen and we weren't going to get this issue, you know, addressed. And we have been, and we've shown them how strong and resilient we are. You have been involved uh, with the state ever since the state really sort of embraced and acknowledged that this was happening and that it had a role in this crisis. But why, after, you know, having, after years of that, did it take a court settlement for the state to agree to pay this $87 million? Why was that not something that was voluntarily, or at least why was why did it take a court process to make that happen? Now, you know, I, really, I can't answer that question. <laughs> I, I can't answer that question. I don't know. <clears throat> I'm just glad that it happened. I'm, I'm really glad that it happened. And that's a question that people have asked Um But I guess that's something that the the state would have to really give you their answer for that one, because I don't know. 
I don't know, but I am thankful about the way it turned out. Well, when you're when you're you know working with the governor, when mm-hmm. when you guys are sitting down, um, mm-hmm. you know what what is you know what sense have you gotten from uh, the state's commitment to to really invest in 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 resolving this crisis and making sure that that it gets resolved as quickly as possible. Well, you know, we've 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 had our issues, and we've been. I've also been trying to work together, and um, and you know, I guess I'd have to say some of the things we were able to do that made sense, and I'm, I I just don't know why we had to go this route. Uh, to get to get the money, uh, you know, it's funny if you look at it. We were part of the lawsuit as well, but we knew Flint didn't have any money. Uh, so while I wanted it to go forward, I was very clear: we we can't be responsible for doing these things because financially we just can't. But you know, I work with him, and there are some things that we're able to work on together and move. And there are other areas where you know you you butt heads, and and that just happens. And so this was something, actually, uh, the pastors have been speaking out about this for a while now. And uh, I'm just glad everybody stuck to their guns and, and made this happen for us. You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Jake Neer, and I'm speaking with Flint Mayor Karen Weaver. So for people in Flint, uh, you included, I'm sure, uh, the, the, uh, the idea of the state finally committing almost ninety million dollars yeah. to, to and, and eighteen thousand unsafe water lines, um, you know, clearly good news. And then uh, the the only thing uh, that sort of popped out to me is this has already been going on for uh, about three years, correct? Correct. And now we're talking about replacing these lines another three years from now. Doesn't that sort of guarantee that at some level there is still an issue, uh, you know, going another three years? That's like five or six years for the people of Flint to finally get resolution. Well, you know, I mean, you can't replace all the pipes and that's just the amount of time it takes. Uh, So there's nothing we can do about that. You know, we live in Michigan and we have a construction season. And so we're limited by those kinds of things and how much can get done, you know, in a day and in a season. So that's what that is. So that's why we had to do the prioritization. And while everybody in Flint is a priority, and that's why we are saying we're getting to everybody, you have to start with where you know you have a lot of lead service or galvanized lines, where we have a a high density of of young people under the age of six and seniors, uh, just because it's not something that can get done overnight. Sure, absolutely. It, it obviously, you know, when you're talking about actually digging into the ground and taking out pipes, replacing them, obviously that that requires time. Obviously, right. Uh, you have to go back behind and do the inspections and make sure everything is fine. So it, it's just something that it's not a quick process. Sure. Yeah, and that that absolutely makes sense. Of course, it's you know for for families in Flint, it, it must be frustrating to know that uh, because of the the situation that it's you know e- even though uh, maybe this represents maybe a light at the end of the tunnel, it's still it's still years away. Right. Right. Sure. You know, I'm a resident of Flint too. I'm waiting as well. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm sure. Waiting as well. Um, but I know that nothing can be done about that. Uh, because, like I said, I know how long it takes to make this thing happen. And so it has taken a long time, but that was, uh, you know, a year and a half was lost because no one would listen to our cry. Mm. Uh, So some of that is just a result of what happened as far as our voice being taken away, and when we said there was a problem with the water, uh, it falling on deaf ears. So, you know, this could have been 
it, it really should never have happened. But because it did happen, have people listen to us immediately, we wouldn't be as far behind as we are. But, you know, I can't go back and change what did happen and what didn't happen. And so I just have to stay focused on what I can do to move things forward. I can't get, you know, I, I can't beat myself up or get depressed or, or, or distracted because I can't make it happen faster than three years. That's how long it takes, and that's how long it takes. Yeah, we're frustrated. You know, we've been angry and depressed and disappointed, but there is light at the tunnel. And the other good thing about this is the companies that got these jobs are, are Flint companies and Genesee County companies. And so if we've been able to take this tragedy and make some good things happen, uh, as far as uh, what's going on in the city, that's that's what you have to do. Uh, you know, one of the things we've said is not only has this been a public health crisis, an infrastructure crisis, but it's been an economic development crisis for the city of Flint. And so for us to be able to uh, remove these lead service lines and bring some jobs to the residents of Flint is a good thing, and that's what I have to look at. Mm, sure. Uh, and, and so 18,000 water lines, uh, how does that look in terms of uh, what you know about how many lead service lines actually need to be replaced? Does that, does that cover uh, what you know is in the ground that needs to be that replaced? That cover what, what we know. You know, you always get in there and, and find things that you weren't expecting to find. Anyone um, that's done a home we, renovation knows that. <laughs> exactly. So that was a, a, a very good estimate of what we we're expecting to find was the 18,000. So having gotten this other money, um, we know we can cover that. Now, in the interim, uh, obviously, lead service lines are nothing new to Flint, but what happened with the, the Flint water crisis, obviously, was having to do with corrosive water uh, the, affecting those lines. Uh, where where do we stand right now, and where do we uh, go moving forward, uh, you know, considering that those lines will still be in the ground for a number of years? are Is it safer now for most people in Flint to, to drink their water? What is, you know, what, what is the uh, what is the landscape at this point? Well, no, we we have to use the filters. We have to either use bottled water or filtered water because when you're doing that uh, construction underground, you know, we know that as we shake things up, lead particles can get into the lines while we're doing that. And so that's why people are being uh, educated about the importance of using the filters and how do you properly install, maintain the filters. We've been able to put, you know, I, I really love saying this, we've been able to put another like 150, 160 Flint residents to work, uh, and it's called our core team, where it's, I think it's community outreach uh, resident education, and they're letting people know the importance of, uh, of, of the filters and making sure those filters are properly installed and telling them how to maintain them, and they're also giving people information about the other services and supports that are available uh, to them as a result of what's happened. So we have to do that part. I, I really just want to say how this has been, this has been great uh, as far as a community effort uh, because we have to work together to make these things happen. One person can't do it by themselves. And so we've been able to, uh, like I said, through uh, uh, the concerned pastors and what are you fighting for and, and the group that came together for the settlement yesterday, uh, what I've been able to do here at City Hall, you know, the grassroots. I mean, we've just really had to come together to, to make all of these things happen. Even the media, getting the word out there has played such an integral part 
of moving things forward in Flint and letting the public, letting the community know, here's what's going on, here's what you need to know, those kinds of things. So it shows what happens when you come together. Uh, you, can, you can make some good things happen. Okay, that was Flint Mayor Karen Weaver speaking with Detroit Today producer Jake Neer about this week's settlement, sending $87 million to Flint to replace 18,000 unsafe water lines by 2020. All right, up next, the Freep Film Festival begins today. We're going to talk to a couple people who are really involved. Stay with us on Detroit Today.